I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined. As always, by my co-host, writer of Mavs.com, and owner of Two Healthy Hamstrings. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? That you know of. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's true. You don't know if, you don't know yeah, if my how are your hamstrings, hamstrings are doing? <laughs> MFFLs, how are your hamstrings doing? Who's going to give up a hamstring for Harrison Barnes? I'd give up one right now. Would you? Just, just to get him through the preseason? Just to, uh, yes, to get him through the preseason so he can get some... Uh, some games underneath uh, our belt before before the season starts, for sure. Oh, man. This is a tough one because hamstrings are, hamstrings are tricky. Hamstrings linger for sure. And it's like, man, it's weird to be in Barnes because Barnes doesn't really have, uh, you know, you never really hear his names, uh, name with injury stuff. But, yeah, I mean, that was, I guess, the main takeaway from uh, today's practice was, was Harrison Barnes and his hamstring injury. Yeah, it's uh so it came out today that Harrison Barnes had something wrong with his hamstring, some kind of, you know, pull or something, just something going on with his hamstring and uh, he's probably going to be out all of preseason. They're going to reevaluate it in 7 to 10 days and they're going to check that out. Uh JJ Barea also had a hamstring issue after practice. It's it uh, was reported that by several different people because it was after practice that it wasn't as serious as Harrison Barnes, so he's not going to be um, held out of all of preseason and everything. But man, they're, they're starting to go down, and man, there's a lot of stuff to talk about with this Jimmy with this uh, uh, Harrison Barnes injury. So we're going to talk about that first. We're also going to get into the Jimmy Butler stuff too because the Mavericks were mentioned in the uh, in the rumors. So there's not a ton to unpack with that, but we'll at least mention it and talk about it and discuss it. And then, of course, we're going to do our DeAndre Jordan player preview. Uh, there's just too much getting going on right now to devote a whole podcast to DeAndre. Um, there's so much happening right now. So I would just recommend all of you guys on a Friday to strap in. We're <laughs> This is going to be a pretty long podcast. I can already feel it. Um, so lots of good ma- – lots of math stuff going on. And uh, – Let's get let's get started with this uh, Harrison Barnes thing. So Harrison Barnes, you know, has his hamstring problem, and all of a sudden, so I'm I you know see the news. I see Tim Cato. I think tweeted it out first. I go straight to Slack from Moneyball, and I start talking to people, and we're talking about what we're gonna write and things like that. And the first thing that comes to my mind is like, who starts now? So I'll pose that question to you, Isaac Harris. Who starts? I think it's Dwayne Finney Smith. Um... But I'd say a slight possibility that they move Luca to three and put Dwight Powell in at four. Um, but if I had to take a shot, I'd say uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. You know, Carlisle said right off the bat that Harrison would not play uh, Saturday against the Beijing Ducks. He'll be out for China also. Uh, I read Eddie Sefko in the paper. Um, he added that they're contemplating Harrison even going to China at all and uh, just staying back behind in Dallas and – uh, rehabbing the hamstring and all that stuff. Especially because if they're going to be late for any flights, he can't be asked to, to run through an airport. So he, they're going to have to leave him behind. Very for that, true. For that reason. <laughs> very, very true. Because they would be. Uh, have you ever run through an, an airport? airport? 
I have, yes. On my honeymoon, it was great. I uh, I ran through an airport when I was okay, I was 16 years old. I was on a mission trip to go to Italy and I was with this group called Global Expeditions. Also this trip is this <laughs> to go to with this group called Global Expeditions that no longer exists. And there's a group of 95 of us ranging from age 40 to age 13. And we were late for our flight. <laughs> All 95 of us were running through this airport. Oh, my gosh. That sounds scary. To try to get all these, like, teenagers just, like, running through this airport. And they didn't hold the plane for us. 95 people. Oh, my gosh. That's a big plane. So, that plane was, like, that was, we were honestly a third of the plane. And they didn't hold the hold for a third of the plane. So, we ended up staying in, I think it was Charles de Gaulle Airport in Spain. And we stayed there for, like, 12 hours and waited for another flight to get home wow that's that's, that's my uh airplane airport story uh the mavericks probably won't be rolling up to an airport they'll probably just land and not even have to deal with airports but anyway um anyway so that kind of leads them up to that last uh preseason game against charlotte and uh, which we thought no one would play anyway yeah so it's kind of weird like the jj thing okay you know, like they like JJ would probably play some in preseason, but you know, okay, if he sets out, Brunson's just gonna, it was going to be the know. Brunson show anyway. Yeah, so that's fine. Yeah, like, well, I mean, fine for preseason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for Harrison, going back to your original question, who starts? I think Dorian Finney-Smith gets plugged in because he's probably the most, um, the most Harrison Barnes light as far as after the bench. That you plug Dorian Finney-Smith in, and it might not change a ton with your lineup as far as, hey, let's run similar sets and with just Finney-Smith as playing the role as Harrison Barnes. That allows Dennis and Luca and DeAndre to still uh, find their groove with a type of system. You could throw Dwight Powell in at four and move Luca to three and you know play around with it that way, but you might be... You know, Dwight Powell's not Harrison Barnes, obviously, so you'd have to change up some of your sets. So, yeah, I think it's Dorian Finney-Smith. And ultimately, man, what a uh, what a showing this could be for, for Dodo. And is this the last hoorah uh, for Dorian Smitty, uh, Finney-Smith? Can, it seems is like it that hot? went so fast, man. It Like, your time in the NBA comes and goes so quickly. It's not as fast as the NFL. But it comes real fast in the NBA. Like, this is, like, all of a sudden, you know, you're this young guy up and coming. Like, oh, you got this time to develop. And, oh, you're starting games. And that's interesting. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have some injuries. And you don't shoot very well at all. And then you go to summer league. And you don't shoot well in summer league again. And now it's like, all right, it's put up or shut up time. Like, oh, my gosh, really? We're we're already at this point with Dorian Finney-Smith? But we are. You're right. Yeah, and, and it's weird because it's not like he's a first-round pick. You know, yeah. it's not like of saying, oh, he doesn't have you got you to gotta hold him along, you know, because we just got to wait for him to work out and all that stuff. He was undrafted. So, like, it's kind of like, hey, whatever we get, that's awesome. But at some point, you got to you gotta figure it out. If And so we've talked about, you know, the past couple of weeks, we've talked about how those backup wing minutes could become a battle between Finney Smith and Brokoff. And we went down that whole road before. I feel like I whatever I, it's not really hot takers, but I'm gonna go ahead and predict right now that by by the end of the season, Ryan Brokoff will have passed Finney Smith. Oh yeah, that's not a hot take. I've been I've been saying that, thinking that, and tweeting that for like completely a while. So yeah. 
I'm, I mean, I don't know if I'll tweet it, but uh, we'll say it on. There's plenty of things I'll say on the pod, but I won't tweet. So isn't uh, that weird? <laughs> there's things that I'll tweet that I won't say on the pod too. <laughs> well, why would you? Why, why that? I don't know why it's that way around, but there's just certain things. That, <laughs> different forms of communication i guess uh so so anyway that um there's things i write I, that i won't put on the podcast either oh no i'll i'll say anything i write or i'll talk about anything i write about even like but, even like tables like stat tables and charts can't say those on the podcast that's true i can't talk about those <laughs> on the podcast so but th- the question again who starts now to me you know, unfolds a bigger question, bigger like issue with this Harrison Barnes injury is like, man, this team is actually really shallow when it comes to that wing position. Like they're starting their three best wings. And so that takes away a lot of your depth. I mean, we knew, we knew that these guys were going to, you know, eat up a lot of minutes. You know, Harrison Barnes is going to eat up a lot of minutes. We knew that Wes Matthews is going to eat up a lot of minutes too. Uh, and Luca, but that's three, that's your three best wing players. And so now they're and they're all starting and they're all taking out all those minutes essentially together. And so the bench is now, I don't know. We have Dorian Finney Smith. We have Ryan Brokoff and those two guys probably don't make a lot of NBA teams. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there, there's a lot of 12 men rosters out there that wouldn't include those guys. Um, and There's so, always still the possibility of them moving West up to three and starting somebody like Devin Harris at the two. They could do that, but, or Devin Harris, you know, playing the backup three like he did last year. Yeah, that's a possibility yeah. as well. Yeah, but my money's on Finney Smith, um, and it, yeah, it's just going to be see what he can do over these next uh, two weeks, really. And this brings up the question with back with the starting lineup is they are really committing to you know playing this style of dirt coming off the bench because you would think that if you know something happens to this that they're they're not married to this style of you know playing faster and the more ball movement and you know that kind of style only be solely because they have these these five guys you know we, we, we joked about the starting six and dirk you know dirk being pulled out of that and being now and going to the bench means that they are now moving on to this style they want to be they want to play faster they want to be more athletic they want you know that switchability and the mavericks are attached to that that ideal they're not necessarily just doing that ideal. They're not basing their system off of their personnel necessarily. Because if they did that, then you would think that Dirk would move right back in the starting lineup. And we don't we don't know for sure what they're going to do. This is just our yeah. guess. So if they do move Dirk back into the starting lineup, then what I just said is is false. <laughs> then they, you know, they are, you know, just Well, I don't mo- think Dirk would even be ready. So that this is also this is also true about preseason. Yeah. So we're we're not even going to probably even see that unless Harrison Barnes' injury lingers past preseason, which it very well could we yeah, didn't, we that, thought that seth curry would be back last year and i see this in a lot of different places i saw this on reddit facebook and twitter today that people were saying oh this is this is seth curry 2.0 uh, that, that's with the completely injury. different though and i think it, i think it's different too but it's just yeah. one of these like minor injuries that we see happen and it lingers through like we didn't we had no idea that that was going to happen so for me that that situation is a cautionary tale for injuries now. And I just say, all right, I expect Harrison Barnes to, you know, this problem to linger. And if it doesn't, then I'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I mean, the Seth thing was a little different because, you know, that uh, warranted a, a, a PR email 
to uh, to all the media, which is normally a bigger deal. Uh, no time, you know, an official thing of no timetable, like all this stuff. Yeah, the this no timetable thing was huge on that one. This was Rick Carlisle saying, "Hey, he has a hamstring injury, and you know, I don't have a timetable now, but he's out, you know, for now in China, basically." So. I don't even put and it in the same the conversation. Seth thing, he had he had injury issues in the past as well. Harrison Barnes hasn't had a lot of you yeah. know he hasn't had many injury issues in his entire NBA career. I mean, listen, this is the games played: 81, 78, 82, 66 during the lockout year, seventy nine and seventy seven. Yeah, no, extremely. There wasn't a lockout year that year. What am I talking no. about? Six, so sixty six. He played that one year. What did he have that year? Um, extremely durable. And for a 30-second negative uh, rant real quick because I want to stay positive, but it really sucks for, like, chemistry stuff. This it is does. where, you know, these four games in the preseason uh, and the trip to China and, like, all this different stuff, it was just a it's a time for your starting five you're, uh, to just solidify themselves, uh, to get their chemistry, to play together. We were so excited to see everyone play together this Saturday against the duck, you know, Beijing Ducks and uh, all this different stuff. And now Barnes is out. So it just pushes that back. It just pushes that acclimation. It pushes the chemistry building and all that stuff back to where it could happen at the very beginning of the season. So in this ideal world, we were going to have our starting five completely healthy for this first game on Saturday. It was going to be great. Then, then they're going to go to China and come back, and then the first like four games of the season, we've mentioned how they could like they could very well be like three and one and playing them playing probably the Devin Booker less Suns and you know kind of a weaker schedule there at the first week or two of the season, yeah. and we're like, man, we're going to hit this thing full stride, fully healthy, and now like I mean Harrison Barnes could be playing in that very well and be fine, but. You know, it looks like the only game that he could possibly play in is that last preseason game. And heck, he might even set that out too. So then, you know, your first game all together as a starting unit could be, you know, opening night or it's just a regular season game. And that's just not ideal, but oh well. Yeah. At least it's not long term, hopefully. Oh well. And the the Harris Martins injury in 2015 16 was a uh, left ankle. So different. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it, this is, this is a, this injury is just mostly a bummer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. we were excited, to, you know, the fans were really excited to see this whole squad play together. And, you know, like you said, to be on their, you know, put their best foot forward and to, to see what this group was made of, you know, that's what we were really excited about to see this whole group. And there's obviously still going to be interesting things. We obviously still have Luca and Dennis. We still have Deandre, you know, still have lots of things to be yeah. looking forward to and to be excited about for the, you know, preseason to start, but we just aren't going to see this whole squad play together which we were really excited about especially i was honestly especially excited to see them play like the beijing ducks like a team that's you know not going to be super good to see them because they're gonna they're gonna play really well against them i'm assuming what if they come out and lose by like 15 i'd be very concerned I would be extremely <laughs> concerned about that. You have anything uh, else on Harrison Barnes? Well, you just you just described it as a bummer, and that's like exactly the way of like when I see like I couldn't go to practice uh, today, so I saw it online because you like were so sad, else. or because <laughs> uh, I was just so. Um, but it's like when you, you when like you heard get, the news and you just turned around and went back. <laughs> no, going home. Um, but uh, you know, no, it's like ha- we know what happened after. By the way, Twitter people it, come after me. 
It's like how you, uh, it's like how I react to different things of like a big injury happens and you're like, oh crap. And like you set, if you're doing something, you like set down, you're like really reading it and like, oh my gosh. Or like when I got the Seth Curry, um, email last year, I was like, man, what the crap? And I was like reading and I stopped talking like in conversation, whatever, (laughs) like this Harrison Barnes thing. I was just like walking. I was like, oh man, that, that sucks. And I just like kept on going, you know, like it's just, it's a bummer. It's not like. Man, it's not devastating. This is this is a quarter of the season thrown away. No, yeah, so. yeah, it could could be worse for sure. You know, the I remember like the Derrick Rose injuries where you're like, oh, they just kept happening. You're like, oh man, you know, we're, we're like never gonna see Derrick Rose play it, you know, full strength. It's not like that. Yeah, and and for now, like we once again, like we are less than 24 hours away from Carlisle announcing this as we record it. So <laughs> rampant speculation Friday. <laughs> So we're just, you know, by Carlisle saying, hey, he's going to be out the next, you know, for seven, ten days, something like that, or be reevaluated then, uh, we're just basing off that. But we'll definitely keep you updated when we hear stuff. For sure. We'll keep you updated on the Harrison Barnes injury, and we will also keep you updated on the Jimmy Butler rumors. They're flying. They're going. I'm tired the, of this crap. By the time you, <laughs> yesterday you were interested, and now you're tired of it. But by the time you guys listen to this, you could he could have been traded already. So we're just gonna hit this real quick after this. All right, Isaac. In uh, Woj and Zach Lowe's piece today on ESPN, they were uh, the Mavericks were included in teams that gauged interest uh, for Jimmy Butler, according to Kevin O'Connor. About fifteen teams. You know, asked or presented an offer for Jimmy Butler. I'm assuming the Ma- I'm assuming the Mavericks are part of that. Uh, also, according to Kevin O'Connor, the, uh, the when the Sixers made an offer for Jimmy Butler, the Timberwolves looked back at the, at the Sixers and said, "We want Ben Simmons." Okay. <laughs> How fast is Elton Brand hanging up that phone? Huh. Dude, I'm really excited for Elton Brand to be the, the, the GM. I'm listening to him on all these podcasts, and he's an awesome guy. He's, he's a, he, a Maverick just the, like five years ago. <laughs> he, he was a great player, man. He was like, we should talk about him more as the undersized big kind of guy. You know, where we talk about Jamil yeah. Warney and, you know, Dwan Blair and stuff like that. We always compare him to, like, Dwan Blair or Jason Maxey or something dumb. But, like, Elton Brand should be the guy we talk about. Anyway. He balled out. I mean, he's a dookie, but anyway. He was a good. He was good. Yeah, he was good. good. He's on some real interesting teams, too. Uh, But now, like, Woj and them just had to add in the Washington and Dallas line at the very end uh, of their, like, story of saying Washington and Dallas has shown interest also, basically. And uh, just the word gauged was kind of important to me. It's just like Donnie called and, you know, said, hey, what are you guys asking for Jimmy Butler? And whoever he called, we don't know. Glenn Taylor. Seriously, yeah, it could be Glenn Taylor. Jimmy himself. They also have a... uh, they have like a GM too. Like Tibbs is the, oh Scott Layden, yeah. Yeah, he Tibbs is the you know president or whatever, but they have a GM, so he probably called him. But uh, apparently, the, the asking price right now is like a veteran, a draft pick, and cap relief. It's like all this. Well, you stuff. know what? We're not going to give up that anything, any of those <laughs> things. Maybe a veteran, you know, maybe like Wes Matthews, and that's it. Here's my thing. This is the only notes when you tell me you wanted to touch on this on the podcast. I was like, okay. Um, so for Mavs fans are like, could we get involved in the Jimmy thing? Oh yeah. One, I think you need to question how Jimmy would fit with the team, as far as taking the like, well, whatever, because it depends on who you give up. Two, I think it would just have to really boil down to 
there's there would be a lot of check marks that would have to go through uh, before it even get to a Mavericks type of offer. Because just given my opinion, I don't think DeAndre Harrison, Luca, Dennis are com- like not going to happen for that, Jimmy. That so, would be the Super Bowl, Isaac. Um. So like that's not like none of them in the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl in the package. Uh, <laughs> um. So then it, I think it would just have to come it down to it, if it ever reached a point in like Minnesota's negotiations with teams across the league to where it turned into, hey, we want cap room for next summer and we want to unload Gorgie Jang. Could like who will do that? And it, it doesn't matter about like who you're getting in return then. They just want maximum money for next summer. That's the only way I could see like Dallas like having a shot at that point. If no other team could offer that. Because we could match the salaries with Wesley Matthews if you wanted to even you know, you could because theoretically a Wes, Dwight Powell, Finney Smith, Maxi, um, you know, for for Jimmy and Gorgie Jang, you know, that works in the books. Um, in the trade machine. <laughs> in the trade machine. Uh, but, like, if you're Minnesota, why, you know, why really entertain that? So then if you want to pull in, like, a third team and say, hey, who could we, uh, you know, swap out Dwight Powell to another team for, you know, a more of uh, a, a better fit or something in Minnesota with Wesley Matthews in a type of package like that? You know, for instance, like, what if they called uh, Philly and said, hey, would, let's do Jared Bayless for Dwight Powell. And Dwight Powell goes and helps Philly, and you'll come off the bench, stuff like that. And then Minnesota pretty much is getting expiring contracts, and then just fly, you know, flyers and Finney Smith and Maxi, and then they have like crazy amount of money next summer because they unload, you know, Gorgie Jang in that deal. Also, that's uh, just, uh, I don't know about crazy amount of money. They still got they got Towns and Wiggins, but yeah, they still have Towns and Wiggins. But I'm like, you pretty much clear Gorgie off the books, and you're not paying Jimmy at that point. So, and the, all the guys you're bringing back in that deal is like expiring. So that's why I'm saying, it just don't get your hopes up with that. That's just what would you? So what would you say? It appears like the for me, the only way I think the Mavericks could ever get involved in this is if they are the third team. You know, they're not the team that's getting Jimmy Butler. Obviously, they're not the team giving up Jimmy Butler, but they're that third team that tries to do something else to get in that. And it's hard for me to try to think of something that would be worth it for the Mavericks to do it or that the Mavericks yeah, would I mean, give up. To, to, be a, to be the third team, you have to, one, like you have to want to take on money. And one, we just don't have the cap now, so you'd have to move it. Yeah. Like you'd you'd have to move it with somebody. And really, the only big expiring you have is Wes. And I mean, there's just not a. I mean, unless somebody's going to throw in some hot, you know, first round pick or something like that. Yeah, like, something crazy. Yeah, I don't even know what it'd be. So I I just don't. It's just hard to find a scenario for in which Dallas to really get involved with this, but. You never know. There's been crazier things that happen. And that's not even talking about, like, how would Jimmy fit with Luca running the show and, you know, Dennis. Doing the same thing over again. You know, coming to a place where the younger guy is going to be better than you. I, the only, this is the one question I have for you that I wrote down. Totally theoretical question. If you knew, if you knew that you would have Jimmy Butler and DeAndre Jordan for the next four years, 
Would you trade Dennis? No, I would not. I've, I've thought about this a lot, and I've gone back and forth. Both of them, Jimmy and DeAndre, for four years locked in. You know that you'd have him for the next four years. Would you trade Dennis Smith Jr.? Because that means you would have Luca, Jimmy, and DeAndre Jordan for guaranteed the next five years. Could something around that core, that trio, get you to the finals? Here's the problem with that with that premise. Um or not the premise, but here's the problem with that as a situation. And we talked about this a lot on, on Moneyball Slack today. Barnes. I didn't mention Barnes either. My bad. Right. You have Barnes too. But Jimmy Butler is not super durable, has all kinds of injuries. He played 38 minutes a game for Thibodeau for like three years in a, in a row. Something tells me Kirk led this Jimmy Butler hit. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was definitely leading the conversation. But he's right about that. Uh, DeAndre Jordan also third. Jimmy Butler's going to be 30. Uh, DeAndre Jordan's going to be 30. And if you add Jimmy Butler, and I know I know swapping out Jimmy Butler for Dennis is not improved, like you know, it's not like Dennis is such a great shooter or whatever. But like your shooting on that team is not super great, <laughs> you know. Luca, we're not sure what we're gonna get from him. We hope he's gonna be a good shooter. You know, Barnes uh, and Butler are you know average. Bar- Butler's actually a below average shooter, especially you know behind the three point line. And then uh, DeAndre, you don't get anything. And, you know, like the, you just have, there's some fundamental issues with that team. And if you're committing to that team and giving up somebody that could be, do you think, okay, here's a question for you that I'll pose back to you. Do you think yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. can be better than Jimmy Butler at any point during his career? <laughs> That's not fair, Nick. It is. It's a question, That's man. That's a hard question because that is a hard question. You're basically you're basically saying can will Dennis Smith Jr. ever be a top fifteen player in the league? Top ten possibly. Because when Jimmy Butler's at his peak, he's real good. He's top ten. I'm gonna say no. I don't think Jimmy Butler's top ten, to be honest. But there was he was a slight MVP candidate last year when he was healthy at Minnesota. They were a top three and four seed. There's a in the lot West. of players. I mean, there's a lot of players I'd rather have than Jimmy Butler, though. Okay. I'm saying he, I could hear the argument of eight through nine, somewhere through there. Should we start naming players? Is that, is that where we're taking this podcast? <laughs> I mean, it just, that's the thing of like how, how, how close do you want that window or how close could you be? Yeah. What if, is, what if a deal like that landed you like somebody like Pat Beverly in in to fill that gap, you know, to where it's like Beverly, Jimmy Butler, Luca, Barnes, DeAndre. Yeah, see, that's nice, especially especially defensively. So theoretically, what if it was a four team deal? They sent Dennis Smith Jr. to Phoenix. Phoenix sends Josh Jackson to Minnesota, and then it's Wesley Matthews and Josh Jackson to Minnesota, Jimmy Butler and Pat Beverly to Dallas. Dragon Bender to, to the Clippers, Dennis to Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to Phoenix. see. I'd have to see that written out. But Phoenix rolls into the future with Dennis Booker and DeAndre Ayton as their like young trio. However, you good want luck, to say. Good it luck fits. playing defense, guys. Yeah, have fun with that. Um, but they have Bridges, you know, Reza, whatever. Still, TJ Warren. The Clippers basically swap out Dragon Bender for Pat Beverly. Um, the Mavericks ro- roll forward with the lineup that I was saying: Pat Beverly, Jimmy, Luca, Barnes, and DeAndre, and say, "Where does that li- where does that healthy lineup get you in the West?" I don't know four, four, and then ev- 
the ceiling of that lineup with Dirk off the Dirk JJ and all of them off the bench, the ceiling of that lineup base is totally based off how really how good Luca is. Completely. Like you're a solid team. I'm not endorsing that, guys. So don't. I'm not saying. I'm just saying theoretical stuff. Could you trade? Uh, could you? You know, would if you locked in, if you knew Jimmy Butler would locked in, and him and DeAndre would was here for three to four more years, would you trade Dennis for a core that you think would go to the Western Conference Finals, something like that? Mm. I don't know where I would land. I'm not saying that like it's perfect or anything. I'm not saying I'd do it. I'm just saying that's fans are debating this right now. So I'm give, trying to give them a workable scenario in which they could think through something. Interesting. Personally, I lean against it because I think you should just organically build this thing with Luca and Dennis and see where it goes. At least give it a year and then go from there. They're just so young and just roll with that for now. But then again, I could feel the other side of saying, hey, if we could make a deal and you're telling me we could compete uh, as a top four team in the West or something these next two to three years, that that's appealing also. But interesting. Anyway, this also brings up the question and we'll we'll end with this um, for this part. (laughs) (laughs) It also brings up the question um, is in the NBA in the NBA is your window like what we're talking about with NFL quarterbacks right now, where your window is the rookie contract. And then once you get out of that rookie contract, then all of a sudden you're paying this guy a ton of money, you know, and you can't surround him with enough, you know, talent to be able to, to get where you need to go. Because in the NBA, you need a ton of talent. Like you need so much talent to get to that, that spot. So you need as much open cap room as you can to be able to pull in some guys like this. I hate window conversations though. Because like it's it, you can window look conversations at the, are tough, but I mean it's true. There's every well, because, team has a window. Well, like look at the look at in the NFL. Like the I feel like the Packers, their window is always open because Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league. But yeah, now but, you look at but you look at the Rams and say, Holy crap, Jared Goff's in his second year. Theoretically, that window's not open yet because he's too young. But like No, it's open. Threw, uh, did you see him, did it's you wide, see them play tonight? Yeah, but I'm saying and theoretically, but when you see him throw five touchdowns, you're like, oh no, that window's wide open. So it's like everybody's window is like different. Like you can't say it's the window's not open for rookies, it's, but you can't say the window's closed for guys like Aaron Rodgers and stuff. No, no, no. It's it's Aaron Rodgers is completely different because he's the best player. Aaron Rodgers is like LeBron. <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers is so good. The window conversation is we have this quarterback that is good. You know that that is a young, good, like, like, uh, manageable asset to where we have all this space outside of him. You know, to be able to add all this stuff, he's at a very cheap cost for this good product that we're getting. When it yeah. becomes, when you get to the Aaron Rodgers category where he's making the most money that anyone's ever made in the NFL, you're talking about a player that now has to, he has to be that in order to get them there because they are they can't surround him with enough talent and we're seeing that with this this Packers team for sure we're seeing that with you know they're just not able to they don't have the talent to um like be there if he's gonna be hurt <laughs> like he is yeah and hobbling and so you're I just don't think you can your define of, your margin of error is is so much smaller when you have you know a quarterback that's making an exorbitant amount of money to, to be able to add other pieces if you miss on yeah. one piece you're totally screwed 
I get that for sure. It's like what people are saying right now with Philly of saying their window is closing because they're going to have to pay Ben. Yeah, yeah. ben yeah, with Ben Simmons soon, all this stuff. I'm like, Golden State's paying people. Their window's perfectly fine. All right. So yeah, like that that's a situation though that's been <laughs> But like that's the thing. Like they're, you just they're you literally can't, in Silicon Valley. <laughs> you can't define a window though. There is a You can't. No, there's a window of speculation. There's a window there's a difference of between a window of opportunity and a window of competing. And that's where that, people yeah. can, people throw those windows together sometimes of like yeah, your window of opportunity of like roster flexibility before you have to pay Ben Simmons is closing theoretically. But like, as long as you have stars and really good players, your window's going to be open to compete. So, I that's that's what I see window as to me as a window of opportunity. Not necessarily the window is completely closed because I would you know I would never say the Packers window is closed. You know what I mean? But like yeah. it's that window of opportunity to be able to add that other talent to capitalize on it right now in order to you know take advantage of it. Anyway. All right, I made an executive decision. We're moving this to a second podcast so we can get more numbers. So we'll uh, we'll just we'll record this right now. We'll post it at the same time. So check back with us. There's another podcast um, that we'll just post with the DeAndre Jordan preview. So all right, that's enough. That's all for this one. <laughs> oh snap! Well, uh, we we hit the 30 minute mark. So we're way too far. We're way too far gone. So that's true. We really we really are at like 32 minutes right now. Yeah, so so uh, ch- check us on the next podcast if you want. So hear okay, well wait. If we have a few minutes, all right. Jim- I guess where, few, I guess we got a few minutes. Where is Jimmy Butler in the top 15? Ooh man. Um, okay, if I start naming players, okay, LeBron, Durant, Curry, Westbrook, Giannis, Davis. Are you counting on your fingers? Yeah, that's six. Steph, St- did I say Steph? No. Yeah, I did. I gotta start over. LeBron, <laughs> I said Curry. LeBron, Durant, Curry, Davis, uh, Westbrook, Harden, um, Giannis. Giannis, Kyrie. Where are we at now? Where are we at now? Hold off on Kyrie though. Where that's are we at seven. Now? Before Kyrie, yeah. That's now seven it gets interesting. Definites. Yeah, now definites. it gets interesting for me. That's why I said eight to ten. Like I could hear uh, arguments that he's better. Than I, would, Kyrie. I would put Embiid up there too. Not yet. Not for me. Uh, I would put Embiid above Jimmy Butler. Oh no, not yet for me. Embiid's got to play. You know, like games. Yeah, that's true. We're, if we're talking about Jimmy Butler being injury prone, we can't really talk with. <laughs> Definitely can't, uh, can't talk with Embiid. Joel Embiid. Um, okay, so then you have like your Kyrie's, your Lillard's, your. Uh, Paul George's, your you know Gordon Hayward's, your Rudy Gobert's, none, your, yeah, none of these you can convince me for sure over Jimmy. He's Butler. all in. He's all. He's in that category with those guys. Um, let's see. You're talking about. I gotta look. Chris Paul. No, not at this point in his career. Um, Donovan Mitchell. No, Towns is. No, not at this point. Yeah. Lonzo Ball. What about Ben Simmons? Uh, no, I take Jimmy Butler. Healthy Jimmy Butler when he was playing for Minnesota last year. Oh, that's Ka- Kawhi. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kawhi. Kawhi. Okay, so Kawhi that's over. eight. That's eight definitely. So, that's eight. so I, he could be nine to ten for me somewhere through there. I would have Kyrie above him. Mm. I would definitely have Kyrie above him. and I, Jimmy plays D. That's what makes Jimmy Butler so special. When he's healthy, he can he he score he gets buckets and he can hit threes and he can guard the best player. 
He's one of the... The problem is Kyrie's just so transformative on offense. And yeah. an offense is what you know makes the NBA swing. Like people always say that moniker defense wins championships and stuff. And yeah, it's true. It's great if you can have a, a good defensive player that can also play offense, you know, and play offense fairly well. But if you have a transformative offensive player, it just it changes the game for you. Like it's just completely like LeBron can coast on on defense all year and the team will still like win fifty games. Yeah. Oh I I, I I could hear the argument for Kyrie. I'm saying those eight players I definitely put over Jimmy Butler. After that, there is a group of guys of the Embiid's, Paul George, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler. Where do you see like, where do you see Clay Thompson in that? Uh I'd say he's in that, but I don't like I don't put him there. Or Draymond or Draymond. Like I put Clay top twenty. I wouldn't put Draymond top twenty. Love Draymond, but so that's what I'm saying. Like, will Dennis Smith Jr. ever be eight <laughs> to fifteen? Of, yeah, know, that, that's tough. That that that's that's tough super super difficult. So we'll see. God, we hope. Like, we hope so. It's just really hard to project that at this point in his career. So I mean, we're not even mentioning Donovan Mitchell right now, and he had one of the craziest rookie seasons. So you know. Could he's on his Donovan? way though like that if you yeah. ask that question about Donovan Mitchell I would say yeah I could see Donovan Mitchell being as good as Jimmy Butler this year <laughs> yeah oh yeah like I could see Donovan Mitchell being a top 10 top 15 player in the league for sure that's but wild that's wild though it is wild at some point in his career where do you feel where guys. do you feel Al Horford ranks in this oh that's bad <laughs> I like Al Horford <laughs> Somebody's uh, going to come at us and roast us over those rankings for some reason at the very end. I'm still getting DMs from uh, our it was boy just a Max. Top, it wasn't about, a ranking. That's just a top eight. I know, but we probably, like, we didn't mention somebody like Kimba Walker and some Kimba Walker oh, stand. Stop. Be like, oh, stop. Oh, my get gosh, Kimba Walker. Get out of here with your Kimba Walker takes. Did you see the? Uh, did you see that picture I sent you of the Hawks? <laughs> Trey Young? <laughs> There's this picture on, on Hawks Reddit. Go to Hawks Reddit right now if you guys are on Reddit. And uh, why were you on Hawks Reddit? I I so I follow Hawks Reddit and it's in my main feed. Um, <laughs> or I subscribe to it. I can't remember the terminology, but uh, there's, there's this picture of John Collins, Jeremy Lin, Kent Bazemore, and Trey Young. Trey Young is standing right next to to Jeremy Lin, and I don't know if it's the angle or not, but Trey Young looks like he's like on his tiptoes, like <laughs> he's like. <laughs> trying to elevate himself to look taller and he is already by far the shortest person in this picture oh poor trey oh man poor guy all right catch us on the next podcast where uh we'll post it like at the we'll post these at the same time so if you're listening to this like, no, we can save one for saturday <laughs> no we can't we'll see all right catch us on the next one peace out boom <laughs>